1: Hello, and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. And I am Dori Shafrir. And we're not experts.
0: We're not. We're two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
1: You know, it's funny because in the room next to me, my my husband is doing the thing he does to take care of himself, which is play piano. That's so
0: funny because my husband, I can hear him playing guitar right now. Oh, interesting. They're both just
1: strumming and tapping away. both just,
0: yep. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh Uh Uh-huh. They're just taking care of themselves with their instruments. Taking
0: care of themselves. That sounds dirty, but yes.
1: Oh, yeah. It does sound dirty, (laughs) taking care of themselves with their instruments. (gasps) <gasps> um, that's... I can just hear him. So if you hear like, if you hear somebody tickling the ivories in the background, just know it is my husband practicing a little self care.
0: Mm, I love that, though.
1: I do, too. I, I like listening to him play and my kids also play. They're both working on Taylor Swift songs. He is not. Oh, Yes, yeah that's So, so I'll just hear like some champagne problems Going over and over and over again Oh my again god, that's amazing in the room next to me. Yeah, they're quite, you know, they're quite good Taylor sounds I good on the piano that.
0: I love that um, Kate, we yes? are talking to Lacey Mosley today
1: Oh my gosh, okay So we j- literally just finished talking to her We did <laughs> Prior to recording this And um, she tapped on something that like really resonated with me
0: I want to hear it. And then I also have a question for you.
1: Okay. For me, it was just connection of shame and and kind of the through line and the way shame comes up for us. I just, I was really appreciated that she brought it up initially. And then it was just interesting to kind of think about the idea of like wellness and self-care and scams and being scammed through the lens of like the way shame comes into play for all these things. I just thought it was really interesting.
0: It was interesting. Um, Your question, Dory? My question was, have you ever been like scammed?
1: I've been robbed many times. Many times? Yeah, I've been robbed quite a few times. I mean, mm. you know my story of my birth story.
0: Yes. Right? Oh, yes. God.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty harrowing one. I was robbed at the hospital while I was getting an emergency C-section. Um, trying to think have I ever been scammed i don't I don't know that I have although but 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 you've put me on the spot. it's possible we're gonna hang up and I'm gonna remember like the world's greatest scam <laughs> that was pulled on me um but I don't think I have have you ever been scammed i don't know, I don't think
0: so um no, my my only my like closest thing to really being scammed is in college. Um I had like thrown out an old checkbook of like an account oh, that no. I had closed and someone stole it and this was in the 90s so you could like easily write a check and like they wouldn't really know that <laughs> it was Oh,
1: that's a nightmare.
0: And it was like a whole thing. Now there was no money in the account because it like I did. I, I think what had happened was I hadn't actually closed it, but I just didn't have any money in it, or I wasn't using it, so I didn't actually lose any money. But it was like a whole fucking thing.
1: Oh, that's a real pain in the ass. It was a
0: real pain in the ass. I think they caught them because, like, you know, they weren't. It's like kind of easy. To, <laughs> they left. They left quite a paper trail. You literally. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, But no, I don't think I've ever been like scammed catfished but no but like you know one thing that we didn't touch on with her that um and then we, we can get to the interview but like I do feel like it's it is a little like there but for the grace of God go I like totally you know what I mean like I feel like part of it is just luck that I haven't
1: been scammed a hundred percent because and I can feel myself Falling for things left and right, right, like it and happens like, all the time, yeah,
0: and like i I like to think that I'm kind of like a skeptical person, but I think the 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 brilliance of some scammers is that they are able to exploit your weaknesses, and when they sense any weakness, they will be able to exploit it, so that's
1: a scary thing to me, um yeah. I don't well, know, I also, but we should. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I think she also really made that that point, right? That like so many so many times we don't hear about people being scammed because they're ashamed that it happened to them, and we're also made to feel like you should be ashamed because you should have known or you should have caught it, right? And um, that is really not the case. Yeah. Okay. Well, Dory, why don't we introduce our guest? today Let's because we're that. already inspired by our conversation. Today, we are talking to Lacey Mosley. Lacey has been seen on TV in shows such as A Black Lady Sketch Show, iCarly, Lopez versus Lopez. She is an improv and sketch comedian at the Upright Citizens Brigade. She's a stand-up comedian. She's been on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me on NPR. And of course, she is the host of Scam Goddess. One of dare I say, the greatest podcasts? It's so freaking funny.
0: It's really great. It, it was a, it was truly a dream to have her on the show.
1: She is also the author of a book called Scammer because she is really, dare I say, an expert when it comes to scams. So without further ado, here's Lacey. Lacey, hello. We're so glad you're here because, you know, this is a podcast about self-care and boy, does that like to veer into scam territory a lot of the time. So (laughs) I feel like we've got a lot of ground to cover. But before we dig in, could you share with us kind of what you consider a self-care practice currently in your own life? Do you have something that resonates with you in, in terms of what you consider self care, now
2: Kate, you know I'm a comedian. You, you, am,
1: yes. am I to be serious? <laughs> you must answer so seriously. No, you, you may, you may run the gamut.
2: I'm gonna be like drinking wine in the bathtub, masturbating, I mean, to videos <laughs> of soldiers coming home. Um, they, they can be romantic. No, um, but seriously, seriously, um, I think the biggest self care practice that I've been doing is each day. Like I, I'm really hard on myself. I have mm. um, a tough relationship with like uh, perfectionism and just like shame, mm. like toxic shame. And so I've been doing this daily thing where just, and it's honestly just thoughts. It's just like, what, what did you do today that was exciting or good? Or how did you like take care of yourself? And I make sure that it's not about work. So it's not about like something I sold or something I made or anything like that. It's like, oh, I made my bed today. Or, you know, I watered my plants. My plants are still green. It's like I try to give myself little pats on the back for things that aren't like capitalistically motivated. Um, And just realize that, like, I've been in therapy for like three years. It wasn't working. And then I had a breakthrough and it was real cute. And I was like, oh, damn, it's okay, Michelle. We're doing something. (laughs) It happens. (laughs) And then, like, what I didn't realize about breakthroughs is, like, for some reason in life, like, as soon as you're like, I have healthy boundaries now, then the universe is like, let's test it. Like, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn to, like, give myself little rewards for just being alive and taking care of me. So that's something I've been doing to keep myself healthy. So sometimes it is like, oh, girl, you was really drinking that water. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it can be small, or, you know, maybe it's something really big. Like, I went to my boxing class at 7 a.m. I don't do things in the morning. That's terrible.
1: (laughs) You just said something that like sent chills down my spine, which is like the shame, the like self-inflicted shame that comes with these certain standards we hold ourselves to. The perfectionism is certainly one I understand, but I feel like we don't often talk about shame as a part of those processes a lot. And it's a really, I just appreciate you even like mentioning it and being open about it because I I don't think it's something we consider other people going through. Like I would have never been like, Oh, certainly uh, Lacey, that person I listen to is experiencing shame
2: all the time, and, all the time. And I had to like, I really had to start coaching myself out of it. My mom gave me a great phrase that I still tell myself all the time, which is we're from Texas. So ain't nobody thinking about you. And what she meant by that was as much as you think about other people and their behaviors and your interactions with them is exactly how much they're thinking about you. And unless I'm in love with somebody, I'm not really thinking about anybody that much, but if I go to a party or any, like I'm a introverted extrovert. So if I go and see a lot of people, then I need to take like three days to like be alone because I'm just like, oh my god, were those conversations weird? Was I normal Do people like me? Everyone hates me. <laughs> like, so yeah. it was starting to recoach myself, and I treat myself like I treat my friends now. Because I'm like, why are you being so mm. mean to you? You would never treat your friends like this. So I gotta be my friend. <laughs> I see.
0: This is this is very relatable.
2: Yeah, and I I imagine too as
1: a stand up performer. That there's an expectation that perhaps, like in a party situation or like in a public situation, that people put on you that you are going to be on or that you're going to be a certain way. I think I don't know that that kind of like navigating people's public perceptions and expectations of you with who your authentic self is sounds challenging.
2: It is, and then I realized when I would hang around more performers and I would kind of still be on, like it kind of would turn some people off, and like not in a bad way; mm-hmm. like they weren't doing it. I just, I just because I'm like hyper aware, like a change in your face, like I'll notice it, and I'm yeah. like, oh my god, they hate me now. Like, but I've been trying to like go places and ask genuine questions to people, and just be like, what's so what's making you happy right now, or what's going mm-hmm. on, you know? And then listen and really not listen to respond, which is hard for me because I have podcast for so long, but listen. And I remember. After practicing this, like, and talking about it in therapy, I went to a birthday party and talked to a lot of different people and, like, just heard about their lives and, like, what was going on. And somebody, like, hit me up the next day and was like, that was such a wonderful conversation that we had. Someone I've known for years and was like, that was such a wonderful conversation that we had. You really made me realize, like, I was, you know, really excited about this thing going on in my life. And I was like, yo, that's dope. Like, so I'm enough. And I always think I have to perform for my cookie, but just mm. breathing and existing is starting to be enough.
1: Mm, I love that. I also love just like the actual uh, being thoughtful in our interactions. Because I think we as podcasters too, we're always like we're listening because we have to respond and think of the next thing to say. Mm -hmm. And just listening as like a practice of really hearing is like, I don't know, I feel I feel very rusty um, coming out of the last many years of COVID.
2: Same. Also, Kate, your eyelashes are distracting me. They're really nice. <laughs> They're really good. I want Best them for me. Can I have Thank
1: them? you. <laughs> I them yes, I will. I will just yank them off Mail in a stress related. <laughs> I, you know what? It is. It is like whatever mix of genetics that hit it hit right with my eyelashes. Yeah, really you did. know how sometimes it hits right, and other times it's hitting wrong. This is the. This is where I mean not out. to
0: sound weird, but like your daughters mm-hmm. also have amazing eyelashes. They do. They have
1: people stop them on the street. <laughs> It's, it's, it's wild. It's also like, it's also weird because it, it it's like people, like women will be like, oh, I would kill for your lashes to like my kids when they were like five. And so they were like learning these weird beauty standards that like they were all going to learn about. I don't know. It was very weird. But yeah, we've got, we've got good lashes going on over here. I do, I do not know how to put on fake lashes. Let's just. You don't
2: that. need them. Why would you ever need to know how to I, do
1: that? I don't. Yes. It's been a gift because it would be rough me figuring that out. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. That's so nice of you. Um, Can we talk about self-care and wellness and scams? Yes, absolutely. Like, how do you navigate the difference? And do you ever find yourself in a moment where you're like, this is self-care, I'm I'm taking care of myself, and then you're like, oh, wait, no, I'm participating in a scam?
2: The thing about self-care that makes it so beautiful for scams is that there's no like tangible roi there's no tangible return on investment other than how you feel Mm -hmm. and selling a vibe like that's what i do on this podcast we're slinging vibes out here okay you got a vibe two vibes for you three for you on tuesday like there's no way to equate it Uh... and it's necessary in the human experience because everything can't be tangible we're here we don't know where we're going after you know we're just trying to make it every day so i always say if it makes you feel good if you walk away from something and you feel better and you don't feel like you've been cheated, then it's not a scam. Mm. If you walk away, and you feel like you've been decepted or cheated, then it is a scam. So that, that is why wellness care is so amazing because you can just tell people like, put this egg in your coochie and you're going to see God. And you know, maybe they do, maybe somebody did, maybe the yoni worked for somebody, you know, but at the same time, the scam kind of comes into play when you start to guarantee an experience so when you're Mm -hmm. saying do this and then it'll equate to this that to me is where it gets scammy but I've had an experience where I did a sea salt float and I think I'm gonna go back but um you go to this place and I did it with my friend Courtney I wanted to have a wellness weekend before I started another big job and so we went in Santa Monica or maybe Malibu actually Malibu and we went to this place where you go into a room they take you to a room it's your own room And there's a shower in there. And then there is, like, a private um, tub that's, like, an egg. And it has, like, 8,000 pounds of Epsom salt in it. So when you you get in it, you float. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to, like, do the sensory deprivation and just see, like, is it going to make us better or well or whatever. And ciao. So Mm. the experience itself. Loved The actual experience that we did, hated. So they tell you not to shave your legs Mm. because like it's salt. You're just going to be in salt, right? So you can't have any open wounds. So I was like, I didn't shave my legs. I got in the shower, bathed, and I get in the sea salt and you close the egg door. And then there's little colored lights in there. But the whole point is that at some point you're supposed to relax enough that you turn off the lights and you turn off the sound and you're just floating in the dark. But, like, I couldn't just hop the dark. That was too zero to 100 for me. Yeah. But I got in. This is such an overshare, but I don't even care. Um, I got in. You know, I did all the protocols. So, um, I guess I had had a particularly rough um, bowel movement. And so, <laughs> my booty hole was burning for the first <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh, no.
1: I mean, it's, it's- pounds of Epsom salt. That's not on you or your butt. Oh, back. no. <laughs> oh, Oh, no. Burning, this oh, no. Like, clenching. <laughs> floating and clenching. <laughs> floating and clenching.
2: But then were you able to, like, relax?
1: Literally it relax into
2: stop? it? stop? Yeah, like, yeah it did stop. It
1: did. Okay. I mean, your butt was like, okay.
2: Right. It was like, we're sanitized now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe <laughs> so it helps. Um but, so and I did shower report, but so um it stopped and then I slowly like for me sound was easier to turn off than light. So I turned off the sound first and like turned it down, turned it down, turn it down. You can do it in the tank. And then I turned off the lights and then I was just floating. In the dark. And it's not that big of a thing. But once you turn out the sound and the lights, you start to think you're at sea. I was like, girl, yeah. this is the Pacific. Where, where are the walls? And every now and then I would have to like touch a wall just so my anxiety wasn't like, what? But it kind of like, it made me feel like, okay, well, I know I'm gonna die one day and maybe that's okay. Mm, And maybe maybe I don't have to be worried about what is coming or what's after. Like I can just be here and now. And then afterwards, like you get out, you're all salty and wet. You will shower again. And then you go to this little dark room and they have like a communal tea room where they give you tea and you sit around on pillows on the floor, which I mean, is it wellness if you're not sitting on the floor? (laughs) You gotta be on the floor.
1: You're always on the floor. that is fair
2: but there's other strangers that you don't know i came with a friend but there was other people there talking about their experiences because some tanks are like a free-floating larger tank where you can float with other random people oh <laughs> no i don't wanna do that <laughs> I was like, I oh wanna, no i don't know y'all like that oh my <laughs> God. no, no no that
1: feels very personal yeah what if you bump into each okay yeah yep. th- i literally have chills thinking about that okay Woo.
2: but we talked about our experience over our tea that we held in the cups of our hands like you know so wellness and I think that people could think that's a scam. It's just like, they were like, let's fill a kiddie pool with uh, salt and then pay people or make people pay like a lot of money to sit in the dark in salt water and have their booty burn. But I walked away feeling something. So it didn't mm. feel like a scam.
1: No, it doesn't. I mean, this is kind of the magic of certain things, right? Like mm-hmm. If it does something for you, then like you said, is it is it a scam? I don't know. I, I mean also the the sensory deprivation and being alone in the dark. I feel like without looking at my phone would be like that alone is a scary thought. That like that would have been that would have challenged me.
2: Leave, leaving your phone.
1: Okay. <laughs> just it's yeah, I mean it is interesting to think about like I mean I've talked a lot at length on the podcast about just like phone anxiety but you know, you're really we're so used to being stimulated all the time that to cut all of that off must have like, it's interesting that it led you to kind of think about what's after life and that kind of have that kind of feeling and and almost sounds like peace.
2: It was. And I, and you also have to surrender. And I think that was the thing that as someone who likes to be in control, you know, Mm. which is a part Mm. of toxic shame where you like try to control situations or you try to like make people happy or you try to stay in people's, you know what I mean? It's like all that, um, which I didn't even know was related to shame, but you know, it's like I don't want people to be mad at me. So it's like to be in a situation where I'm fully not in control and then just release myself to that. I was like, this, I love this. But but the place that I went to, like, they didn't promise any results. They just said, come in here hop in and hop into seesaw and float around. They didn't say that it was going to change my life, they didn't say that it was going to do anything for me. And I think that's the difference between where uh, wellness is a scam or wellness is like, a fun mm. little ditty. It's like you know when you get a massage. I've had scam massages and I've had good massages. But at the end of the day, it's still you walking into a room and letting a stranger rub on your naked body with some oils. You like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> so
0: we're just going to take a short break and we will be right back.
1: You know, one thing I think is really kind of interesting about skin, my skin, but all skin is that like. What it needs now in my 40s is not what I needed in my 30s. Totally. Definitely not what I needed in my 20s. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But like, how are you supposed to know what your skin needs? It's hard. It's hard to know. Especially when there's just like so many products out there. The overwhelm is real. It's a struggle to even know how to get the results you want, what products to start with. This is why we're super excited to partner with Apostrophe. Apostrophe is a prescription skincare company that offers science backed medications that are clinically proven to help. I have used Apostrophe. I love it. They will pair you with a board certified dermatologist who literally creates a personalized treatment plan for your skin. I have done this a few times now. It is so easy to do their online consultation, you upload photos. And like within a few weeks, I had done a consultation and received my treatment plan and my product. Amazing! And that is how I became a tretinoin gal. I love the tretinoin that they sent me. I love their sunscreen. Both products have been amazing on my skin. And you, Forever 35 listeners, can get a special deal from Apostrophe. You can get your first visit for only $5. That's at apostrophe.com slash forever35 when you use our code forever35. Now, that is a savings of $15. I like that. This code is only available to Forever 35 listeners. So To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash forever35 and click get started. And then use our code forever35 at sign up and you will get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode.
0: I am the first to admit that gift giving is not easy for everyone. It's taken me a long time to become like a halfway decent gift giver. But what I have learned is that the best way to win the gift giving game is to gift memories. Ooh. And you know how you do that, Kate? I'm I'm ready. I'm listening. The Aura digital Mm -hmm. frame Mm -hmm. preloaded with decades of family photos.
1: We have gifted this
0: to many people. And when you gift this, your family will love looking back on childhood memories and seeing what you're up to today. Even better, with unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app, you can keep updating the frame with new photos. So it's really the gift that keeps on giving. It's super easy to set up. It takes literally two minutes. You download the app. You set up the Wi-Fi. Boom. Boom. You're good to go. Yep. We have given this to my parents. We've given mm-hmm. this to Matt's parents. Mm-hmm. Same, same. It's so easy because you can add photos from the app like anytime you want. And also like my brother has the app so he can add photos from his family. My sister has the app so she can add photos. My parents
1: also have it so they also add their own photos. That is one of the coolest parts I think of the Aura frame. Is that everybody can contribute? Yes. I love that about... Uh, we have two Aura frames in our house. I have Ooh. one in my office and yeah, and one in our family room. And do my kids have, love do it. Do they have
0: the same pictures on them? No,
1: they have different pictures.
0: <gasps> Ooh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Maybe I should get one from my office. I'm looking at a picture of my in- children right now. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Putting that away for later. Store that. Yes. Uh, the Aura app lets you share photos more securely than with email, which is what many other digital frames require. And also then you're not taking up your email storage. So win-win. And right now Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Forever 35 listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code Forever 35 at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply.
1: This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now look, I don't know about you, but when I hold on to some negative feelings, it really starts to impact my day to day.
0: Mm.
1: I get a little snippy and short with the people in my life. Things start to really feel overwhelming. And look, it's just generally not great for me or for the people that I am interacting with. And I do find that my time in therapy is a real safe space to get those things off my chest and figure out how to work on and work through the things that are weighing on me mm-hmm. or maybe weighing on you. For example, like I have actually really been working on mindfulness in therapy.
0: Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. Nice.
1: Easier said than done, but that's the work, right? Like just learning about kind of like really creating a breathing practice and paying attention to my physical body and my feelings Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Forever35 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, hel com slash Forever35.
0: I think it's safe to say that we have suffered through bras. We've been uncomfortable in them. We've (sighs) devoted whole episodes to finding good ones. But I'm here to say enough is enough.
1: Enough, enough. I mean, have I ever told you, have I ever told you what I did in college when I needed a bra to wear with a fancy dress? What? I cut the top of pantyhose and then I duct taped that to my chest. Oh, that sounds uncomfortable. (laughs) Because I, I didn't have Honey Love when I was in college. No.
0: Well, we are here to say no more being uncomfortable. No. No. With Honey Love's bras, you will wonder why it took so long to make something so comfortable and so supportive. There's no underwire, but through some kind of wonderful magic, they managed to not sacrifice lift, all while making it in a fabric that's so comfortable, you barely know it's there, especially the crossover bra. I wear one of these almost every day. I'm wearing one right now because it's so comfortable and it easily fits into my life. But if you like a breathable and versatile legging, Honeylove has you covered on that front too. Plus, they have tanks, shapewear, and their V-bra that has molded cups still without the underwire, to keep mm-hmm. you from getting that dreaded uniboob effect other more relaxed bras tend to give you. So treat yourself to the best bras and shaper on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After your purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we send you. Treat yourself to Honeylove because you deserve it.
1: there's also like you mentioned the like the capitalistic element to all of it. We got an email to our inbox that was about like menopause wellness and how menopause is going to be this like billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And it was very jarring to me as a 44-year-old person who feels like they're beginning menopause because it was like oh this is just another thing people are looking to monetize in order to make a buck off of like our actual needs and it just like sent me down a rage spiral. But there is this element, I mean, capitalism goes hand in hand so much with it that it can kind of be hard to like separate, I don't know, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but like separate your like the, the value of it with your own values, I guess.
2: No, I see exactly where you're going. And I mean, that's the thing about valuation. Um, everything is worth what we say it's worth. You know, mm. the dollar's worth what we say we think the value is. The pound, like diamonds. There's so many of them shiny rocks on the planet. And they just release them slowly to try to keep their value up. But at the end of the day, it's just a shiny rock that you're putting on your hand. And we decided that it's worth something. You know, so I, I it's always about what you put onto it. I mean, I go to House of Intuition. I love to go over there and get a candle, honey. On my birthday, I'll put a candle in a bowl of water, you know, because I, I love... Potentially burning down my home. And, <laughs> and you're supposed to let it burn for 24 hours and say your intentions into it.
1: In the water? You put the candle in the water, let it burn for 24 hours. Okay, I like this.
2: You put the candle in the water. I have one like right here. Like you put the candle in the water. Wait, I'm going to grab it. I want you to see it.
1: Okay, I'm excited because I want this for myself.
2: so this is my favorite gift i do this for other people's birthdays and i think they've caught on so now they're doing it for me i haven't even opened these yet but this is house of intuition
1: which is here in la yes
2: and they literally have one on melrose and there's one that's like in silver lake that's in a house but they sell like these birthday boxes i think they're the best gifts because like if you're witchy or even if you're not you know, It's a podcast, so now you're going to hear me unwrapping something. Hold on. Okay.
1: It's like ASMR.
2: So, like, creativity. Oh, I like this. So you burn these candles, and at the very end of the burning in here somewhere, there is a crystal. Oh. So you're supposed to burn them for, like, 24, or, like, three days, I think, actually. You're supposed to say your, like, intentions over them at night, keep it burning, possibly burning your home down. And... <laughs> I mean, yes, and then the that end, is a
1: possibility.
2: you get a cute little rock and I keep all the little rocks. I and you get these for yourself for every birthday? So people started getting them for me because I get people astrology boxes for their birthdays now. So they'll have like, you know, the Aries box, the Cancer box, the Taurus box. I like to get them for people because it's a fun little birthday gift. And there's some tarot cards in there. If you're witchy, Ooh. if you're not, like I just think whatever works, works. If you like it and you love it, do it
1: do it what is your astrological sign just out of curiosity Mm
2: -hmm. i'll give you my four i am a cancer rising Mm -hmm. or no i'm a cancer sun cancer sun libra rising aries moon and leo Mm -hmm. venus it's all over the place interesting but that's like a little
1: bit of fire right with the aries and the leo Mm -hmm. and that's
2: Mm -hmm, what people mm -hmm. see and they're like you're a cancer and i'm like yeah get to know me we'll cry a lot i love to cry <laughs> Get in, girl. Let's go cancer. crying. Yep. You're a cancer too.
1: Yes, cancer, Aquarius, Moon, Aquarius rising. So it's Ooh, a lot of like sensitive and then people talking a lot. Yeah, and Dory's like major Taurus energy.
2: Oh, and Dory, yeah. you are my people too. I love a Taurus. Very grounded.
0: Oh, yes, we're, we're very grounded people.
1: Yeah, but, but you also we also, like also enjoy
2: that we
0: enjoy the finer things. Oh yeah, y'all do. Y'all
2: yeah. definitely do, Dory. I see yeah. this cabinet with your books behind you. It's very mm-hmm. fancy.
0: Thank you. It's, it's from ikea um, <laughs> oh, it's a and fork it looked good yeah. <laughs> thank you i built it myself um lacy i okay it was a pandemic thing i was like i need i need shows. i like building stuff too yeah um what do you think makes a good scammer like as opposed to just a scam but a scam like a person who is a scammer is a sign of a successful scammer.
2: So a successful scammer is definitely someone who, honestly, this is why I think Gemini's are so good at scams. Um, it's someone who's a good listener, like,
1: Ooh. Ooh.
2: like Dory. I think you would be an excellent scammer. Like you're <laughs> such a great listener. I can already tell you're so engaged, and you make me feel very seen and heard. Like I've been watching your face mm. while I talk, and hey, Dory. When you're a good listener, my dad taught me this. He's a Gemini. Um, you people will tell you everything you want to know if you just mm-hmm. shut your mouth, mm-hmm. ask some follow up questions. Like, yeah, yeah. Look at them. Look, Dory, stop it! I'm gonna give you my social <laughs> security number. Oh my god! Listen, I just
0: want to tell you about this.
2: I, I I wasn't gonna tell you, but
0: there's this really amazing. Opportunity that
2: Okay. Hold on, let me about. get my cards. <laughs> <laughs> let me get my cards out right now. So which one which one which one do you need? <laughs> Give the a red
0: one. The red one. <laughs> Just pass it over here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even tell me what it's for. I know we're about to be rich.
2: <laughs> well it's not gonna be
0: immediate. I you right.
1: know no, you win. gotta win. invest thousands yeah. of dollars yeah, and then yeah,
2: yeah. I'll wait. But no, yeah, it's like listening, and it's making, it's also mirroring. Like when you mm. meet people, and you can so a sociopath. Their, yeah, mm. <laughs> but you you're saying be, I'm a sociopath. <laughs> no, no, I do this too, Dory. I do this too. So well, I, I love scams. I, I'm not, I'm not putting you down like that. You can be an ethical scammer. You got to scam up. <laughs> mm. Scam up. we're scamming back we're not scamming down we're not punching mm-hmm, down mm-hmm. but it's like being a good listener being someone who can mirror people's like energy and behavior and also being charismatic like having that little riz oh mm-hmm. you know like it makes people feel good and so you can scam someone for a long period of time out of a lot of money if you're a good scammer who makes them feel seen and heard and loved And, you know, that's why romance fraud is like the scams that I hate the most because Mm. you're like everyone has a need and scammers are exploiting your needs and your wants. Right. So everyone needs to be loved and everyone needs community. And and so like scammers doing that, it always hurts me because I'm just like, man, these people just want love. That's what we all want. And rugged individualism in America has gone rampant. We do need community. We do need love. I'm not I'll never be the person who's like, I'll cut you off or, I'll, you know, I don't care about anybody. No, I care. I care a lot. <laughs> I'm fine with that. And I think we all should be fine mm-hmm. with saying that. So, yeah, I think those are the elements that make a scammer, you know, very affable and usually can create a long career path. Because if you know how to scam people in a way that's like, oops, I robbed you again, and you can stay out of jail. He's was like, "Oh my God, I didn't know when y'all bought my products. Y'all wanted me to mail them to you. I got overwhelmed. Like, you can stay out of jail." Mm.
1: <laughs> the Caroline Calloway. And, oh,
2: and you know we was beef. <laughs> <Yeah>. I <never> <laughs>
1: remember. <laughs> you make such a good point, though, because it's. I think sometimes, like, I think when we ima- I think when I imagine manipulation, it's like. It it doesn't involve listening, involves someone like telling me what to do, but it's almost like in the sitting back and kind of, mm-hmm. yeah, making yourself available in that way. It kind of allows for the, the trust to build, which is what you need for the scam to unfold.
2: Yep. And the more people talk, the more they will tell you. And I, right. I'm like you, Kate, like I'm a talker. I'll be mm-hmm. chatting. And I learned from my dad, I was like, oh, I need to close my mouth and listen more because people will tell you everything you need to know. If you just listen.
0: I'm also sensing a lot of similarities from what you're describing with uh, therapists and with journalists (laughs) who also need to be good listeners. And I have noticed that a lot of the most successful journalists, especially people who like write profiles, They also are good at mirroring and getting the, and like they're kind of scammers in a way, right? Because they're getting their subjects to open up to them and trust them. And
2: like sometimes they're not always trustworthy. No, they're making you feel comfortable by mirroring like your sensibility. I've had people tell me about all types of crimes and things that they've done just because I was on board. You know, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, then what else? Okay, And like losing the judgment from it when people don't feel judged. Oh, then they will really tell you everything. And my favorite journalist thing that I've taken, because recently we started interviewing people like uh, we had Sam Lipman Stern on um, who did telemarketers. And that was the first time I was so nervous that we had a person who was a part of a scam on the show. So it's like, I can't I don't want to punch down because he was not he didn't know he was a part of a scam. But at the same time, like, I wanted to get as much information as possible. But I learned from journalists, like, you know, you always ask that question at the end. It's just like, is there anything else you want to share? Like, anything on yeah. your heart? Like, anything, you know, mm-hmm. just keep listening and mirroring and making people feel comfortable and making them not feel judged. We all want to be seen. And it's just such an yeah. easy human tactic. That's part of the reason that I really enjoy scams, is that it is like this kind of like relationship that you build with people and then they open up to you. But on the wellness front, that's where I think it gets tricky because when people are seeking, just like in romance scams, which I hate, people are seeking wellness and healing and then you're trying to capitalize on that and take from them. I just feel like that's the worst kind of harm because a lot of us are broken. All of our parents did the best they could you know, or maybe they didn't, I'm not gonna, some of them didn't. Yeah, Yeah. My mom did, my dad did, I have four parents, I have a stepmama and a stepdaddy and a mom and a dad, and they all love me and are doing great. So, you know, but everyone's not that lucky. And that's a privilege Mm. that no one really talks about is like the privilege of having good parents. Because if you didn't have that, you you, you was down bad from the jump. (laughs) You know, we talk about money, privilege, but we don't ever talk about parentage. Like, did your parents teach you things? Like my te- my parents taught me financial literacy. My parents made me study outside of school, different things that they weren't teaching me. Like it, 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 having good parents is an advantage.
1: That's such I, a good point.
0: Yeah. You never hear I, people talk about that. I,
1: I, I have, I've gotten that kind of feedback because I wrote about my mom dying and, t- and the, my mom, I had a, I have great parents and my dad's still alive and, and it it honestly, it was like a real blind spot for me that folks were could go through grief and loss, but they're grieving somebody that they had an extremely fraught relationship with or who wasn't a great mm-hmm. parent. And I was kind of just completely oblivious because of that um privilege. I think you really you make a good point,
2: yeah, and i'm I think we're very blessed. I could tell you had great parents, Kate, like you have the energy <laughs> of someone who had good parents.
1: <laughs> You know, I also take uh, ADD meds that really psych me up. I too, do, too. I do
2: the same.
0: <laughs> Lacey, so I mean, it does sound like scammers are especially good at sniffing out people who, in some aspect of their lives, are desperate, right? Like mm-hmm. the romance scammer is like sensing that someone is desperate for love and connection, someone might be desperate for money desperate for stat, like whatever, Um, if we, let's say, if we find ourselves in a situation where we feel desperate, how can we avoid becoming duped by scammers?
2: So there's always two things that I say Um, when you see something or feel something that it seems to be too good to be true, but you might be on board with it because of your needs. You should always assess your needs. And what I mean by that is the desperation. Like we call it the despo meter. Like, I, I'm an actor. Have I gone down some back alleys where they were like, you can have a job? Or I'm like, oh, I could be in mm. somebody's trunk after this. But it's like, I got to go because I want a career. You know, <laughs> like I was yes. desperate. yeah um, But... I always say that you have to assess your level of want when something feels a little too good to be true. And like yeah. that might be sitting with yourself. And, and, and I don't even say sitting with yourself. I say, say it out loud or write it down. So mm-hmm. if someone's like, I'm going to send you $5,000 to be my assistant. You just need to send me 2500 back when you get the e-check. When you say it out loud, it sounds wild. Right. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and I, I like to get that option first, because if you're alone, just say it out loud. It's going to sound wild to you. You're going to hear it. Just say it out loud. Read it out loud. I promise you, because your brain will process things, especially if you're reading an email or something online. And you might skip over stuff that doesn't really like interest what your needs are. Um, just like with people. Like If you're dating somebody and they're like, I, I, we went on a first date and then you slept over and now your toothbrush is in my bathroom. That's weird. Mm-hmm. We just met. And it's like, oh, you really right. like me. That's why your toothbrush is here. And it's like, no, they might be a homosexual, and they're just trying to live with you in exchange for sexuals. So like, say it out loud. Wow, this person I just met a week ago has their toothbrush in my home. And then you'll hear that. it. Yeah. And then also, if you have the privilege of community, which I, I hope we all start to build community again, which means mm. that that rugged individualism shit has got to go out. Look, you you can choose you all the time. You can you can say like, oh, I'm putting me first. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to show up for your friends and family, they're not going to show up for you. So you have to be mm. in the community as well. But I, I digress. So the other thing is like, call a friend. Just tell a friend what's going on. Hey, girl. I just met this man online. He's Bruno Mars and he said he need thirty five hundred dollars <laughs> so that he could keep his tour going. Just say it to someone else. And they're like, girl, Bruno Mars shouldn't need money from you. <laughs> this is a real scam to happen. Bruno Mars shouldn't need money from you. Oh no. Oh.
0: no. Yes. But uh, you have but don't you have to be open to receiving that. Like I feel like a lot of times people who are in the middle of a scam
2: aren't They don't want to hear it.
0: I'm going to bring it back to shame.
2: Um, One of the things that has really freed me from shame is like, I talk about scams all the time. I still get scammed. (laughs) Mm. And I think that a lot of times people think if you've been scammed or duped, or even if you're in the middle of being duped, that if someone points out some irregularities to you, that they're saying that you're stupid because why didn't you catch it yourself, right? Mm. And scammers rely on shame. They rely Mm. on you thinking that you're smart. It's the reason why when rich people get scammed, a lot of times you don't hear about it because in their circles, they don't want people to know that they got duped. So they'll let the person who stole $100,000 for them for some Ponzi scheme get away with it because they don't want to seem stupid to other people. And the same yeah. thing happens with like everyone. No no one wants to feel dumb. But my thing is, is like the smartest you can ever be is when you receive new information, you move accordingly. This is information mm-hmm. I didn't have before. Now I have mm-hmm. it. And now I'm mm-hmm. going to proceed accordingly. And I think that's actually mm-hmm. extremely intelligent. And we have to empower ourselves to receive new information and be like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And now that I do, fuck that. Like, you know, like, it's okay. I think that's the smartest person yeah. out there. But when you, but that's the thing about shame, and that's the thing about how we've been conditioned to operate. It's like, mm-hmm. if you don't know something, you're wrong. If someone like dunk, dunks on you, you're stupid. Like, you know, when it's like, no one knows everything, and I'm comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. So, but that's the thing is like, when you, I think people listening to y'all want to be well and want to be, you know, doing things that take care of themselves. So, I think your audience will definitely understand this, but. When it comes to other people, you know, it is hard to convince somebody that they're making a wrong decision.
1: Yeah. And, and, and also I think the, the shame of admitting being wrong yeah. is so great. Or like you said, looking stupid that you'll hold on sometimes longer than you really mm-hmm. want to just us. out of that fear. Right. Like, let's I, mean, re-brand I can it. rebrand
2: it, rebrand it. I don't say that I'm wrong. I just say that, oh, I just learned something new. And that mm. changed my opinion. I don't have to be, I don't know everything. So how could I be right all the time? But when I learn new information, I change my opinion based on that information. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. It doesn't mean I'm dumb. It doesn't mean I'm a loser. You know, it just means that I'm actually a winner because when I learn things, I act accordingly.
1: I love that. That, that is very a very powerful reframe and, and way of looking at it. And I do think shame is such a, I mean, I, we haven't talked about shame in a while, but it really is such a driver for so much of how we choose to act and live. Mm -hmm. It never goes away.
2: No, that's the other thing they don't tell you about the wellness shit is like, there's no fixed. You don't ever get to a point where you're fixed. I joke about this in my book, but like, it's like, if you're lucky enough to live long enough to accumulate all the wisdom that you need in life, then you die. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah 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 you're done you're always gonna be learning and you're there's always going to be new things that will stump yeah. us if we're lucky enough to be on this planet so i just had I, I, I haven't let go of the shame fully it, it, it pops up my brain starts talking to me and and punishing me all the time but i i tell i tell that bitch to shut up i'm like this is my friend stop talking to her like that um, yeah but it's not a linear thing there's no No, fix you're not going to get to a place where you're like everything is fine now like just like in therapy when i was like oh yeah i got boundaries and life was like let's do it (laughs) let's see them (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. maybe because you got the boundaries you were able to recognize you know what i mean like (laughs) because if you hadn't then you would have just like gone on with your life
2: yeah but they're still not great i mean look it was. I, I did the big thing that I needed to do. I have to be as vague as possible about this, but there was just a there was something familial related with money, and I'm very like, I was giving away my money because I just felt like I didn't deserve it. I don't know why. And my new accountants were like, uh, "Bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> mm. <laughs> like, you need to like respect yourself." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." And so there came a situation that it was going to be something that would change my life in a huge way, and I had to say no. And my my therapist was like, I never tell you what to do. I've been with you for 3 years. I've never told you what to do ever. I am telling you, you have to say no to this.
1: Wow. And
2: I had a panic attack that was so bad that did you know this could happen? My fingers locked up.
1: Oh god. Oh my yeah. god. If
2: That's you, terrifying. If you're like anaerobic and you're not breathing, your muscles can start to like clench. So I right. like thought I was doing all the things I got in the shower and or like, you know, take a cold mm-hmm. shower. And like then my hands started to lock up in the shower. And then I was like, oh, I gotta oh call my 911. God. I'm trying to punch nine one 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 on my phone. That does not work. Um, I could not pry my fingers apart. Oh my God. And so because I have community where I live, I literally crawled out to my balcony and I just started yelling help. And all my neighbors came and like, oh God, Aww. oh my neighbors like came and like took care of me. And like, they called the ambulance and they came and they were like, okay, it was a panic attack. I was like, I've had those before though. This was hitting different. I ain't never had the yeah. muscles start to lock up. I thought I was dying. And they're like, that can happen. And I was like, oh, okay, wow. And so, but like all of this to say, like I crossed that boundary and thought like, oh, I'm done with this. But then that, that came back up again and I didn't act the same way. I did the thing I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to do. So it's like, it's not linear. Like you might go back and do the thing you were not supposed to do. I didn't do the big thing I was supposed to do, but I had set a boundary and then I crossed my own boundary by them asking for something and I gave it to them. So like, it just, nothing's linear. And yeah. we, shame is like, everyone has just tricked us into thinking that once you have success, everything is good. It's like life is going to life and things are going to change and they're up, down all around life is gonna
1: life okay well let's take a quick break and we'll be right back
2: this message comes from bof sponsor ebay you'll know real when you get it it'll say ebay authenticity
1: guarantee and you'll feel it maybe it's a head-turning handbag
2: a watch that says it all
1: Lacey, we like to ask our guests at the end of our interview, if they have a skincare routine, if so, what is it? And if they have any products that they love so much, they want to share what they are. So I'm going to pose that question to you as we wrap things up. Do you, do you have any skin a skincare routine or what you consider a skincare routine?
2: I do. Um, so I alternate between days. So I use, um, Face, I think that's what it's called, the brand Face. Um, they have a brown sugar scrub that I have in my shower that I wash my face with. And then I'll alternate with the, is it Philip, Peter, Peter, Thomas, Ross, Peter, who is Peter, that? yes, Peter, Thomas, yes, Roth. Peter, mm-hmm. Thomas, yeah. Ross. I'll alternate with that face wash so that I'm not like exfoliating every single day. But then I also before. Like I love Tatcha. In the morning, I'll use the water cream, and at night, I use their like night cream that's like lavender as a moisturizer. But I also will alternate between using a um, like they say you're supposed to use like an exfoliator, like a oh, what is it called? The one you know what I'm talking about? That's like it's like on a pad and you rub it on your face. And oh yes, oh yes, like a glycolic, like, like yes, yeah, it's a like a glycolic acid, like like a pad. I'll use those. I get those from Peter as well. And then alternating days, the other day I'll use a retinol, um, oil that I get from elephant. Like it's got like a pink top and it's like a little oil dropper. I'll put that on my face and on my neck and on my hands. And also I think there's a scam in like, face beauty stuff where people especially celebrities like to act like they don't get work done it's Mm -hmm. not it's not them creams jayla let's be serious Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. the olive oil cream yeah (laughs) okay that's gonna make me look like jayla let's be let's all be for real (laughs) let's all be for real one second okay um but i recently so i will get sometimes i'll get botox at the top of my forehead but i can't do anything too low i have a Luckily, my practitioner is an actual nurse who quit nursing during COVID because it was too stressful. Oh, gosh, I bet. So she now just does this at the med spa. But she was like, we can't go below this line because you need to be able to move your eyebrows and acting and stuff like that. So we, you know, it's just like a clean up top a little bit. And then some for crow's feet. I know I'm black and black don't crack, but I was like, how much can we make it not crack? (laughs) (laughs) I want to look like a baby. (laughs) Uh... But so the only other thing that I do is like under my eyes, I would get like a little Juvederm filler. Just to like, cause in my family, hereditarily, like we start to sink down. So once a year I would get it filled. And last Friday I went and I was just like, I don't normally come back this early, but it's so dark. And she was like, girl, I've been telling you, we need to take some of your blood out, spin it. Ooh. And then we'll take a cannula through your cheeks and inject the blood under your eyes so that it starts to rejuvenate the like the cells and the color so I just did that on Friday. Wow. Whoa. And I'm gagged. I don't have concealer on right now. I mean, Th- like, listen. And I used to is be, that... I was giving Vampire honey. Like, it was. You, I mean, is that PRP? It's amazing. Yeah, PRP. Okay. It works. So um, if you can afford that, like, it works, y'all. Like, skincare, yes. Do all the skin cares, but also PRP is fire. I was like, oh, and I look at myself. I was like, "Oh damn, I look real good." Yeah, I mean, you do. <laughs> you do. <laughs> wow. But I don't damn okay. like people by being like, "Oh, it's all creams and care." I'm like, "No, I'll tell you what I actually surgically did to my face too." I mean, it's it's needles, but still, you know. Yeah.
1: But you make a you make a good point too. Is like the. There's so many, I mean, celebrity skin hair is its own scam conversation, mm-hmm. but the I, the kind of perpetuated idea that like, this is all I do, me, Neutrogena spokesperson, and it's
2: like... Eh. They wear eyelashes in the mascara commercials. Like, can we be serious? Yes. yes. You told me I was going to put the lash balm on and it was going to look like this? Ardell? You got all that
1: out. Uh-huh. I didn't I didn't know until a friend of mine who is an actor on a TV show picked me up once and there were just chunks of hair extensions in her the backseat of her car because she would rip them out after shooting. And I didn't know people on TV were wearing fake hair. That's how naive I am as because a your human. Because
2: You were like, I just have these lashes. I right. have
1: great hair. My, <laughs> my lashes are so great that everything, I assume everybody, is just the same. But yes,
2: everything, literally everything is a scam
1: ultimately when we come down to it.
2: Yeah, but I think it's fun to be honest about it, and I think that there's no shame in being scammed. And um, yes, I get scammed all the time. You know, (laughs) it's what it is. I went as the general for Halloween, and then I ended up on TNT, on Inside TNT, (laughs) the Shaq show, I guess, Uh, the Inside the NBA. (laughs) So now (laughs) I just did a free ad for the fucking general. (laughs) Oh my
1: god! Oh, that's my husband's favorite show.
2: also your husband probably saw me before the next game
1: <laughs> i will have to find i'm going to find out i'm going to ask when i get done here
2: what a good rate get online i'm gonna get me out. <laughs> <laughs> i lost part of my eyebrow for that costume
1: <laughs> you know what whatever it takes for the commitment to a costume <laughs> to i dickiness. appreciate mm-hmm. um Lacey, thank you so much. It's been such a joy to get to chat with you. Are, where do you like to direct people who want to find out more about you or, or follow along with your work?
2: Yeah, I mean, if you like scams and comedy, uh, Scam Got his Pod. Um, if you like just, I don't know, goofiness, then you can follow me, D-I-V-A-L-A-C-I-D, but on all platforms.
0: Thank you, Lacey. This was so fun. This was so fun.
2: I do think
1: there's something interesting about, like, thinking that you can outsmart a scammer. Totally. Until it happens to you.
0: Well, I think that that almost makes you more susceptible to being scammed.
1: Oh, because you're kind of cocky.
0: Yeah, you're cocky. You're like, I would never be scammed.
1: I mean, let me be clear. I 100% think I could be and will be scammed.
0: Totally. And that's, I mean, what, like, what I was saying at the top of the show, it's like, it's like, expect it when you least expect it, kind of. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I feel like Mm -hmm. there's certain things that I'm very, like, aware of. Yeah. When it comes to scams, like MLMs. Sure. And then there's other things that, like, wouldn't even cross my mind to be a scam.
1: Like, I don't, I don't don't have an example. You just don't even know. Yeah. 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 yeah, Yeah, That's what
0: I mean. Like, I don't, I don't know what I don't know. And so like someone could exploit that. Like, you know, so I don't know. It's interesting. It's very interesting. I mean, I will say one deterrent to being scammed is to be cheap. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a really good point hold your money close and your you won't close. get scammed yeah so there you go there's my hot tip but you could still get emotionally scammed i mean there's oh, all you know. of course
0: but don't you think at the at the core most scams are ultimately about money
1: yes yes like, i don't know yes <sighs>
0: I th- I think, I think the vast majority of them are like romance scams are about money. They're about yeah, yeah. tricking people to give you money because they, you know, they think they're in love with you. Um, I do like, and you know, Anna Delvey, like she was a social climbing scammer, but ultimately also took people's money and didn't pay for stuff. You know what I mean? Like at, at its core, it was about money. Yes.
1: I feel like I'm so confused by money. I would be, I wouldn't even know how to pull a scam. Like I wouldn't oh, even know how to... you're talking about being a scammer? <laughs> yeah. Like if I were a scammer, and this is not me just saying this so that I can then scam you. Like I wouldn't even know how to get money for... Like I'm not, I'm so bad with money. Like I don't understand how to get... Like I just feel like I would be like, just give me some money. I wouldn't know how to do a good scam. Mm.
0: The other thing that like occurs to me about scams is like most, most successful scams are like a long con. I know you've got to be patient. So much patience. Yeah. It's like a lot. It's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot.
1: It takes a long time.
0: It takes a long time. And like, I mean, my, I feel like people often come to this conclusion about scammers. I mean, maybe not about like Bernie Madoff, but like a lot of scammers, you're like, if you had just like expended that energy that you used to scam me and other people, like you would have actually been a successful person. Right. But or instead, like use it for good. Yeah. Like you have some sort of pathology that makes you want to scam instead of like trying to actually, I don't know. It's interesting. We should get to our intentions. Okay. Um, Kate, did you continue working on your systems?
1: I did. I've actually been putting a lot of kind of thought and learning into this area. And I don't have it everything really down, but mm. I will say the way that I have organized my Todoist app and and has helped me use it in a much more clear way. It's oh, good. it's like really changed how i how i use it and it's been really helpful that's great yeah i can i can share a link to the youtuber who i stumbled upon who kind of introduced this idea but basically it, you know, Todoist is a task-oriented app. And the yeah. way they encourage you to set it up is by project. So I used to have like podcast and then, you know, this book and another book and then like personal stuff and all these different projects. And then I would put tasks in them and it would feel like I could never find them. And the way that mm-hmm. this person has it set up is by, um, is like a timeline. So this week, next week, this month, next month, long-term, routines. And then every day I think about like I pick certain tasks that I want to accomplish and then I set some up for tomorrow. So I don't just have this giant to-do list that I'm staring at not knowing where to begin. And I found it very, very manageable. That's great. So, I you know, that. I think the the hardest part about a system is sticking with it. Mm. And hmm? so right? Like you can, and this is something that I really struggle with. I go from system to system because I'm certain something's going to be perfect. Yes, totally. And I, what I've kind of have decided is I just need to make a choice and commit to something and then, you know, learn how to work the system. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So this week. Yeah.
0: Talk to me.
1: This Week, I am going to. I say this every year, but I'm going to kind of set up some things so that I don't get overwhelmed by the holiday season. We're in the the season, baby. We're in it. It's November. We're in it. And it it can get, it can become very fraught with like Mm -hmm. buying and shopping and Mm -hmm. cards and all Mm -hmm. these things that suck Mm -hmm. the joy out of it. And right now, I am really trying to focus on like what truly matters. Mm. So I'm just going to try to kind of come up with a, a plan so that this can be a time of like joy and reflection and Ooh, gratitude and not okay. just like, you know, shopping. I,
0: I mean, I love this.
1: Yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) you don't (laughs) sound you don't sound Uh, convinced (laughs) well i'm not i feel like i say this every year and i don't know maybe this will be different but i also feel like you know what you gotta try you gotta try you gotta try
0: i don't know how about you
1: last week you were dealing with your schedule all caps
0: yes um so i've been pretty good about I've been like pretty good about my schedule, especially during the week. Like when we have childcare, it's like weekends I've just, I've just had to like write off as like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to get work done on the weekends. Um, But yeah, I've, you know, I think I've been using my time timer and the best, the best. And I am back to the like, Awareness of I can get stuff done in half an hour. I don't need to have a three-hour block to get something done. You know what I mean? Like I can I can get something done in half an hour. And like I know that, but I needed to actually like do it. Okay. Um, this week. So it's funny you said that about the holiday season because. So we're recording this a little bit ahead, but this is running like the week before Thanksgiving and. I'm realizing that these next couple of weeks before Thanksgiving, I'm super busy because we're going away for Thanksgiving. It's I'm trying to like jam a bunch of stuff in. And I'm just going to try to like, just go with it, like be okay with it.
1: I like this for you. I find that you do a good job. Anytime you're kind of Heading into a rushed time, you do a good job kind of setting yourself up for success.
0: Oh, thank you, Kate. I mean, you know, I've thanks to the pandemic, like I went through a long time when I didn't leave the house and I wasn't that busy. Mm. Like I had work, but I, I wasn't like I didn't have to actually like leave or talk to the people. <laughs> and now I'm doing more of that and yeah. I'm trying to just like stay grounded.
1: Mm. so here we are here we are grounded
0: grounded thanks everyone for listening forever 35 is hosted and produced by me dori shafrier and kate spencer and produced and edited by sam junio sammy reed is our project manager and our network partner is Acast. thanks for listening bye bye